What's happening, guys? Pete Mundo, HeartlandCollegeSports.com. The season is here, and I'm going to do my best. I'm going to start releasing podcasts on Sunday. Quick game recaps. We'll spend about 15 minutes on that. So enjoy the show, the bonus show. And as always, please do rate, review, subscribe, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. If you do it, send me a screenshot of your review to Pete Mundo at HeartlandCollegeSports.com, and I will get a free Heartland College Sports koozie in the mail for you. And we're brought to you by BetNow.eu. Check those guys out. Place your Big 12 bets there. I'm doing that. Use the promo code HEARTLAND for a 100% sign-up bonus. They double your money on the spot. A great deal. They're good partners of ours. And enjoy the show. All right, guys. Well, I hate to have a smile on my face because this was admittedly one of the worst weeks in recent history for the Big 12 Conference, and it's not even – it's not debatable. It's not. It was a horrific Saturday for this conference. I'll get into why and what's going on here in just a second. But once again, we're brought to you by betnow.eu. Be sure to place your Big 12 bets there. I'm placing mine there. Uh, use the promo code HEARTLAND when you deposit for a 100% sign-up bonus. And, yes, we got the Paul Feinbaum clown shirts uh, available at heartlandcollegesports.com as well. Be sure to check those out. So I, I, where do you want to start? You want to start with David Beatty, who should be fired on Monday? Do you want to start with uh, Tom Herman, who lost to Maryland for a second straight year? Do you want to start with Texas Tech, which have, was supposed to have a pretty good defense, getting torched for nearly 50 points by Ole Miss? Where do you want to begin? with this disaster that was for the Big 12 on Saturday. It was horrific. Uh, K-State barely hanging on to beat South Dakota. I mean, it, it was an embarrassing, absolutely embarrassing weekend for this conference. There's no way around it. Let's just go throughout the day. First off, we'll start with some good. Kyler Murray, I don't know if he's Baker Mayfield. I don't think he is. He's going to play baseball after this year. But I do know this, and I know it's a group of five school, but – if Oklahoma's defense can play this well, this has been the missing piece the last couple of years for this team and, frankly, is the reason why they did not win a national championship with Baker Mayfield as their quarterback. If this defense, with the freshman and sophomore talent that they have, whether it's guys like Robert Barnes or Kenneth Murray, you know, the list goes on. Gosh, dang, this team, it's going to be the – Sooners and everybody else in the Big 12, this team's going to play in a college football playoff. Um, and I love what Lincoln Riley does in making adjustments. Yes, he ran the ball more because they were crushing the Florida Atlantic Owls in that 63-14 win. But don't kid yourself, this team is going to be, I believe, running more than passing this year, and why not? Kyler Murray, he's got a big arm, but he's not Baker Mayfield throwing the ball when it comes to just the accuracy and everything else. He's a better runner. I mean, that one scramble where he's running all over the field, it was shades of Lamar Jackson mixed with Johnny Manziel, mixed with Baker Mayfield. It was impressive. And then what you saw after that with Austin Kendall. You know, Austin Kendall's not going to play until next year when uh, Murray goes off to play Major League Baseball. But, geez, there's going to be – it's going to be a seamless transition from Mayfield to Murray to Austin Kendall. There is so – much uh, there's there's a ton of reason to be optimistic about this Oklahoma Sooners program right now it's it's fantastic so they proved once again that they are the class of the conference but it was the defense that impressed me as much as the offense because the defense was going up against an FAU team that was one of the most efficient offenses in the country last season it was um, 
quickly on TCU, Sean Robinson, five touchdowns, three through the air, two on the ground. Everyone wants to talk about Justin Rogers, but let's see what, let's see what Sean Robinson can be. It was against Southern, not going to put too much stock into it, but let's see what he can do when the competition gets a little tougher. I'm excited by him. <sighs> All right, here are the two disasters in Texas, Texas Tech and, and Texas. We'll start with Tech. This was supposed to be the year that Cliff Kingsbury was able to use his defense to support his offense, make a bowl game, and then save his job to beyond 2018. This could not have gotten off to a worse start. I know he lost his quarterback, McLean Carter. I thought Alan Bowman, the true freshman, looked pretty darn good for a true freshman. Yeah, he had his moments where he wasn't great, but I thought overall it was a very good day for Alan Bowman. That's not why they lost. They lost because they couldn't stop anybody. They gave up seven plays of 30 or more yards. That's a joke, an absolute joke for Texas Tech. And this secondary, which, boy, do I look like a moron. I had them ranked as the best secondary in the conference. I thought they could be. And they looked anything but. And that's and the penalties, they had over 100 yards in penalties. Nothing about this team looked any different from what you saw the past couple of years. And that should be incredibly concerning for Cliff Kingsbury, for the fan base, for Kirby Hocutt, for everybody involved with this program because it does not look like this is going to be any different. And frankly, find me now after what you saw yesterday, find me six wins on this Texas Tech schedule. I don't see it. I just don't. So it, it, it got off to a horrific start yesterday. Now, granted, Ole Miss, uh, Jordan Tamu is a great quarterback. They have a ton of talent at wide receiver. But gosh, dang, that was, that was really, really bad for Texas Tech yesterday. And Cliff Kingsbury is going to have a tough time getting to that six-win mark, which I think he has to have at a minimum, a minimum, to save his job this season. Tom Herman. I, can you have a worse year two debut than Tom Herman had yesterday? Does it get any worse? A year after you get smoked by Maryland, a team that you should be beating by double digits, you go out there and you lose to them again. At least they didn't score 51 points this year on you. They only scored 34. But gosh almighty, it was an embarrassing afternoon for the Texas Longhorns. It was. Hey, they gave up over 400 total yards. They committed over 100 yards in penalties. There was nothing to like about what you saw yesterday. Uh, find me something. Even, you know, uh, the, the special teams was a mess. They have 15-yard punts. But what's even worse, after this 34-29 loss to Maryland, here are some of the quotes from Tom Herman that drive me nuts. He goes, we know how much better we are now than we probably were at any point last year. We didn't show it in the first and fourth quarter. It doesn't get any stupider than that quote right there. Uh, that's like saying, you know, we're good. We just don't win games. Well, then you're not that good. I, I don't care what you think you are over last year. You lost last year's opener to Maryland. You lost this year's opener to Maryland. Uh, what more do you want to know? You had turnovers on your final three drives. It was a pathetic, absolutely pathetic performance for the Texas Longhorns. And it's the same nonsense you've been hearing from Texas coaches. Herman went on to say in the press conference after the game, a lot of people are going to say 
this feels a lot like last year. It doesn't to me. Well, you lost the game, so it is a lot like last year, and that's all that matters. You're paid to win football games. Don't give me this stuff, oh, well, it's an emotional win because, trust me, we're better than last year. You're not. You lost a game to a team that doesn't have its head coach, that's been in turmoil for a month, and you looked awful. You did. And it's, it's just pathetic that we got to hear this spiel from Tom Herman after a game like this. It's like, dude, enough's enough. Stop with the damn excuses. You're paid five, six million dollars to go win football games. And you should, you were a two touchdown favorite and you lost by five. Stop, please. West Virginia was a bright spot. I liked what I saw from the Mountaineers. Offense got off to a bit of a slow start. But uh, eventually, Greer settled down, still settled down, and the defense was huge. I, Kenny Bigelow might end up being one of the best defensive tackles in this conference this fall, the USC transfer. I know Tennessee's got a garbage offensive line, but there was so much going on uh, for that West Virginia defensive line that we didn't see last year. Darius Stills, combine him with what you saw from Bigelow. I mean, it was, it was a fantastic performance from this Mountaineers defense, especially on that D-line. The secondary played well as well. They gave up like 300 total yards in the day. So I, I still feel good about my pick for the Mountaineers, starting off 7-0, playing in the Big 12 championship game. I like what I saw, especially on the defensive side of the ball, because that was more important for West Virginia heading into this game. It just, it was. Um, also, from there we get to the night games. Um, we'll start with the biggest disaster of them all. Well, first off, Iowa State was canceled. Stinks. Uh, I don't know if they're going to make it up. Probably not. But um, I'm not too concerned about Iowa State. I'm really not. Let's go to the Kansas schools. You know, I'm sitting there last night. I got Baylor on my TV. I got K-State on my iPad, and I just could not take my eyes off this disaster in Manhattan. The K-State offensive line, which is supposed to be the biggest strength of this team, was horrific. It was absolutely pathetic and horrible, and I was shocked by that more than anything else I saw. More than anything. You got Mississippi State coming to town next week. They have one of the best D-lines in the SEC. How the heck is that going to go? The quarterbacks couldn't get anything going. Isaiah Zuber was good, but you saw the problem with this team at the wide receiver spot. Who's their number one? Who's going to be the guy that can break away from defenders in the Big 12? They couldn't break away from FCS defenders on Saturday. I mean, they were lucky to get out of there with a win. K-State fans, I know this team traditionally in recent years has started off slow, has picked it up late. That's all well and good. That's got to stop. It does. You got Mississippi State coming to town week two. You just barely beat a South Dakota team. You were down 12 points for most of the game. And it's just unacceptable. It is. And I, I, gosh, dang, the, the line play on both sides of the ball was concerning until the fourth quarter when, frankly, what happened was that uh, their talent, just physical play, just wore down an FCS opponent. But it wasn't a skill thing. It was just a wearing down thing when you go FBS versus FCS. Now, speaking of FBS versus FCS, uh, Kansas, they lost in overtime to Nichols, 26-23. David Beatty's got to go. I, there's no other way to say it. The guy should not be the head coach of the Kansas Jayhawks this week. 
I wouldn't have him be the head coach for the Central Michigan game. He's got no business being the head coach of this team, being the head coach of this program anymore. He's in year four. He's losing FCS programs. It's, I, I was and was always very supportive of David Beatty. I was somebody who wanted to see this guy go out there and turn this program around because he's a good man and he's a um, and he means very well. I've spoken with him one-on-one. He's very likable. But it comes to a point where if you're in year four of your tenure and you are losing games to FCS programs, it's over. That's it. He should not be the head coach of this team. I'd fire him right now because this gives now Jeff long time to say, what am I going to do? What are my options? Instead of having to have tiptoe around it and you know, have to have these conversations behind closed doors and in secrecy, just move on. It's time to end the David Beatty experiment. He's a good man. He's not a power five head coach. He is not going to turn this program around. It's over. End it. I don't think they'll do it, but they should. They really should. Um, and then Baylor. I watched a lot of the Baylor game. You know, uh, what was really impressive to me, the quarterback play. I mean, Charlie Brewer's a stud, but the NC State transfer, Jalen McClendon, gosh, he, he was I, uh, arguably more impressive. I don't know what Matt Rule is going to do there, but he's got some options in those two guys. And they have a ton of offensive weapons in John Lovage and Michael Hasty. Um, throwing Denzel Mims on the outside. Jalen Hurd from the Tennessee transfer looks fantastic. I really like what Baylor has going on the offensive side of the ball. Now, Abilene Christian has a decent offense, but once again, uh, inferior opponent by far, and Baylor's defense struggled at times. If Baylor's going to win games this year, it's going to be 55 to uh, 52 type of games. It's going to have to be. It just does because that's that's what this team's going to be. But, hey, they matched last year's win total. Matt Rule got his first win at McLean Stadium. Let's stay on the positives here for the Baylor Bears. But overall, a terrible week one for the Big 12. Uh, A lot to be embarrassed by and disappointed by. Yeah, next week's a new week, but you want to start a season as bad as you can. That's kind of what the Big 12 did um, on Saturday. So it's looking to me like you have a hierarchy here of OU, and then you have your second tier, West Virginia, TCU, Iowa State, Oklahoma State, and then you get down to your third tiers of, and maybe Baylor or Texas can track the second, uh, you know, crack the second tier. I have a hard time seeing it. Your third tier of Baylor, Texas, Kansas, K-State, and Texas Tech. That's what I'm seeing right now for the Big 12. Once again, guys, betnow.eu, promo code Heartland. I'm putting in, uh, they give you 100% bonus when you use that promo code. I'm placing my Big 12 bets there. Hope you do as well. Use the promo code. It helps us keep this site going and, and just keep everything we're doing going in a positive direction. We appreciate your grassroots support. And um, we'll talk to you throughout the week. Subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that. All right. We got more YouTube coming up. Be sure to uh, check us out at heartlandcollegesports.com. We'll talk to you guys soon. Pete Mundo signing off.